0: it's that time welcome to the time to man up podcast and here's your host sean hess all right guys i want to welcome you to the time to man up podcast i want to tell you for this episode we got the fire department on alert because we're about to light some matches and burn some bridges today now i say that in a in a good way we're not looking to burn anything up or tear down any relationships. What we're looking at doing is discovering when are the times in a man's life when he needs to burn bridges in order to help him move forward. You see, I grew up being told by my parents all the time that you should never burn bridges. I'm sure that many of you have heard that same thing, and I understand what my parents were telling me, but... In the past year, my view has changed a lot on sometimes needing to burn bridges. I believe there are times in a man's life when he needs to burn bridges so that he is able to move forward without always returning to those bridges and even having a mindset of wanting to cross back to the places that he knows he shouldn't go and shouldn't even want to go to it. Uh, now, burning bridges is not with the mindset, as I said, of destruction, but a mindset of putting our hand to the plow and never looking back. Uh, this is a verse that uh, as time to man up moves forward, you will hear a lot because I think it's one of our biggest struggles. It's one of my biggest struggles. Luke nine sixty two says, Jesus said to him, no one puts his hand to the plow and looks back is fit. For the kingdom of God. It is my belief, men, that when we are following God, that when we are desiring to do what God has for our lives, we cannot keep taking our hand off the plow and looking back. When I think about how difficult it must have been, I mean, right, today's farmers, they've got GPS that helps them know that they're uh, making those paths in the right direction. And I'm not going to try to talk about something I don't super know, but I've been on a combine before and I know how that stuff works. But the reality is, is that when we put our hand to the plow, and I'm thinking old school plow, right? That had that blade, the, the, the horses pulled it or the cattle pulled it and the oxen, and you dragged it back behind there. To make that go straight, you had to really keep your hand on the plow and pay attention to where you were going. You see, there are times in a man's life when he needs to burn the bridges that are leading him away from God. Those bridges that are leading him back to his old ways and maybe even sin in his life. You see, an alcoholic must burn the bridges that lead him back to the bottle. You can't go to the places that you once used to go to because those are places that can lead you back to the wrong place. A gambling addict must burn bridges that lead him back to his weaknesses. That's the reality. And again, we're not picking on two areas. That's for every area of a man's life where we have struggles. We cannot continue to go back to those bridges and cross them. It's much like the phrase, burn the ships, and you've probably heard that. It seems like burn the ships we hear in a, you got to do that so you don't retreat. Uh, Don't burn bridges, we think more of a don't do it. And that's why I'm trying to say to you today that we do sometimes need to burn bridges. But when we look at burning ships instantly, my mind goes to For King and Country, as they have a song called Burn the Ships. And the lyrics go like this. It says, burn the ships cut the ties, send a flare into the night, say a prayer, turn the tide, dry your eyes and wave goodbye, right? It's about turning in the right direction, not letting the past hold you, not letting the hurt hold you, but turning in the direction of God and following. The lyrics also say this. So light a match, leave the past, burn the ships and don't look back. Now, I want to read that for you again, because when I read it for you, I'm reading it to myself. We have to be willing to light a match, to leave the past and be willing to say, I'm not going back to who I was. I'm not going back to the way I lived. I'm not going back even to the people that pull me away from following God. I'm not going to look back. So what do I have to do? I have to burn the ships. So that I don't have that ability to retreat. There are times in a man's life when he must burn the thing that causes him to return to his old ways. He must burn the things that keep him from looking forward, from moving forward as he follows God. In 334 BC, Alexander the Great attacked the Persian Empire, one of the most formidable enemies in the world. Upon reaching the Persian shore, he instructed his men to burn their boats. You see, Alexander the Great reasoned that without an escape option, each man would be compelled to fight as his life depended on it. And the reality was, the battle they were facing, their life depended on it. And then later on, in in February 19th of 1519, (laughs) quite a bit later on, The Spanish explorer, Hernan Cortez, set sail for Mexico. Now listen, guys, he had 11 ships, 13 horses, 110 sailors, and 553 soldiers. I mean, he was going to conquer. And he came to land, South America, the indigenous population. When he arrived, there was about 5 million. So the odds that he faced in his quest was 7,541 to 1. Those are some pretty tough odds, I guess, unless unless you're one of the mighty fighting men of David, right? They did some impressive things with bad odds. But two previous expeditions had failed. They weren't able to establish a settlement in the New World, yet Cortez conquered much of South America. It is reported that when he landed in the land that he issued an order that turned his mission into an all-world or nothing proposition. I mean, he pushed all of the chips into the middle and he said, fellas burn the ships. He put it all on the line. There was no room for failure because there was no going back as his crew watched their fleet of ships burn and sink. They came to the terms that the fact was, is that retreat was not an option and it was win or die. He knew that things were going to get tough. He knew that his men would want to retreat and maybe even go back home. For a man, that can be his old nature, which is founded in sin. But this cannot be an option. Every man needs to look forward and retreat or returning to their old ways is not an option. Men, I need you to hear that from me. Returning to your old life, returning to who you were before Jesus is not an option that we can afford to take. There are moments in life when men need to burn the ships and take them and just get rid of them. Because listen, that past can pull you under. The same thing is true when it comes to bridges that lead us back to where we've been. Our old life, our old way of doing things, the bridges that lead us back sometimes need to be burned. Why? Because they keep us from moving forward. I mean, it's like, we, you know, we've seen mama's boys, right? And when things get tough in life, they head back to mama. Now I'm not dissing on you. If you're a mama's boy, that's all right. But what I'm saying is this, as long as you've got that path back to mama, that's going to be an option And whoever that is back in your past, uh, that's always going to be an option to retreat when things get difficult. And let me tell you, fellas, following God, living life in him, uh, being obedient to his word, it's tough. It's not a four-lane highway. It's a rugged little path. My wife and I have been going through one of the most difficult years of our lives in a transition from a ministry that I had been in for 14 years and then moving outside of that full-time ministry just to some, because of some stuff in the past. And, and it was time to make that change. The problem is, is that those bridges behind us that lead us back to that time of hurt and pain are very easy to retreat to. And so as we are moving forward and as we are trying to figure out, God, what do you have for us? When time gets tough, when we begin to question what does God have planned for us, it is easy to look back and say, hey, see that bridge? Let's go back and cross that over. Just when we think we are moving in the right direction, fellas, we find ourselves back on the bridge. It is amazing how quickly that we can end up back on the bridge. All it takes is a post, a text, or a phone call, and we are back on the bridge. The only way to keep from returning to the pain and the hurt is to burn that bridge. Now listen, what I'm not saying is to cut off relationships unless those relationships are the bridges that are taking you back to that hurt and that pain. And when I say burn the bridge, perhaps there come times in your life where you are able to reconstruct those bridges, build them back up and return to those areas. But in your present situation, they're just a reason to not keep moving forward. And that is the consequence of what are we willing to give up to follow God? I mean, right? Jesus left his family. He called Peter to leave his wife and follow him. He called men to leave their jobs and follow him. There's a cost when we are willing to put our hand to the plow and follow God. So what are those bridges in your life that you need to burn? Looking back can distract you from what God has for you. It can remind you of the wrongs you have experienced in life rather than the hope that you have for the future. I mean, right, when we look back at those bridges, we look back and all of a sudden we are reminded of the things that were done to us, that hurt and that pain. And all of a sudden uh, we can kind of have that self-pity party, right? Where we just feel discouraged. And what we do is that keeps us from looking forward, keeps us from following God. Some of you have bridges that need burn because they cause you to remain in the past. Maybe it was that job you once had, that girl you once dated. Whatever it is, it is holding you back in the past. It is causing you to return to painful memories in your life. Men, what are those bridges in your life that are leading you in the wrong direction? Those bridges that are keeping you from going all in, And following Jesus. Men, we have to be willing to light the match and burn the bridge. Crossing back over those bridges in your life only hurts you and those closest to you. I'm saying that as a man that's struggling with moving forward. Those bridges are always a temptation for me to go back And usually when I go back, not always, but usually, there is pain and hurt back there. Guys, I have resisted burning the bridges. Therefore, I find myself returning to them more than I should. What's even more difficult is when you see what's happening on the other side of the bridge. Right? I mean, you go back and you're on the shore and you're looking back. And either people are having a great time and everything's going great and that hurts you or you know Things and you see things happening and all you can do is watch. So it's difficult to not just cross the bridge. It's difficult to come to the bridge. It not only reminds you of the pain, but it adds to your pain. Every time you return guys, these bridges are like magnets. They suck us in. They pull us in the wrong direction. And we have to sooner than later deal with those bridges. We think that if we try harder, we'll be able to resist them, but they always pull us back. Every man needs to eliminate the possibility of returning to his old ways. You cannot defeat addiction without burning the bridges that lead you back to your addiction. You cannot lose weight without burning the bridges that lead you back to your weakness, right? I mean there are times when I, my wife and I are like, man, okay, let's do this. We're going to lose some weight. And, uh, you know, it's vacation time or whatever it is. And it's like, I'll go to the grocery store with her and fellas, I'm horrible when I go to the grocery store with her. Cause I'm like, Oh dude, there's some sugar cereal. I want that. I mean, man, fruit loops with marshmallows guys. That's awesome stuff right there. And uh, fortunately it never goes on sale and I won't buy anything that's not on sale, but You go back and you're like, ooh, ice cream, two for one. Hey, let's get some ice cream. The problem is those are the bridges that keep us from moving forward because they're pulling us back. And we need to get rid of those things. Now, I'm not saying burn your refrigerator. But what I'm saying is that we have to be cautious of the things that lead us back to our weakness. We need to leave the past behind. And one of the ways we do that is by burning the bridges. We need to burn those bridges that lead back to our old way of life, and we need to make moving forward, guys, as the only option for us. Eliminating any path for retreat helps us remain committed to God's plan, even when life gets tough. One of my favorite examples of this, and and anytime I think about moving forward, burning the ships, burning the bridges, whatever it is, is Elisha. I mean, Elisha is an amazing example of this. In 1 Kings 19, we find Elijah fleeing the wilderness to escape Jezebel. Yes, I said that right. I'm talking about Elijah now, and I just mentioned Elisha. But Elijah is trying to get away from Jezebel. She wants to kill him. She wants to do away with him. And he is fleeing to the wilderness, man. I mean, he's trying to get out of there. And he is ready to be done. He's like, Hey Lord, you got another man to take over this being a prophet thing. Cause I'm kind of done with this. I mean, being a prophet and, and proclaiming God's word and calling out wrong people, that is difficult. And so Elijah's like, man, I've been doing this for a long time. God, we got to get somebody else to take over this. Well, God has a plan. He is going to provide someone to step in as the successor and that someone is Elisha. So Elijah is going to take care of God's business when he finds Elisha and he sees Elisha. And in first Kings 19, 19, it says this. So he departed from there and found Elisha, the son of Shaphat, who was plowing with 12 yoke of oxen in front of him. And he was with the 12th. Elijah passed by him and cast his cloak upon him. Now I'm like, if that was me, I'd be like, yo, dude, that was weird, right? Why did he just throw his cloak on me? Well, Elijah is saying to him, hey, brother, you're next in line. Follow me. You're going to be taking my place. But Elisha is busy working, plowing the field. He's getting stuff done. So Elijah passes him. Places his cloak upon him. And there's this very unceremonious transition to the next prophet of the Lord, right? There's not like this big anointing thing. It's like, yo, here, here's my cloak. I'm throwing it on you. Let's go do some stuff. So Elisha though, knows exactly what's happening, but we quickly find a bridge in his life that is keeping him from moving forward. Elijah has said, come with me. He, he Follow me. Let's go do this thing. And in 1 Kings 19, 20, it says, And he left the oxen and ran after Elijah and said, Let me kiss my father and mother, and then I will follow you. Now, I know that the minute we see that, we're like, Dang, mama's boy, there we go. And what he's saying is, Just let me say bye to my family, right? I mean, let me say bye to my family. I don't want them to just look at the oxen in the field and not know what's going on. I want to go say bye to him. And it says, And and Elijah said to him, Go back again for what have I done to you? It's just kind of like, yo, dude, are you in or are are you not? What's going on here? And it's amazing that when God, well, let me say this. When Jesus called people during his earthly ministry, he would say, come and follow me. And you know, there are dudes that are saying, let me bury my dead. Let me say bye to my family. And Jesus is like, man, if you can't even get out of the starting gate, then what hope do you have when all of a sudden you get homesick? I mean, remember that fellas, when you would go to camp, maybe nobody got homesick. Maybe I was the only one, but I remember the first time I went to to camp far away, man, that first night was challenging. I was homesick. I had never been away from mom and dad, unless it was like staying with family members. And so at camp, that was really strange for me. And then after a couple nights, I got back to normal. And then you would have late in the time, like, man, you're just ready to go home because you want to be with your family. But as I got older, that disappeared. But for a while there, we would see kids have their parents called to come pick them up because they were just homesick. Elijah is thinking, Elisha, this it's going to get harder. And you have to understand this, that that you're leaving mom and dad and you might not come back. I don't know what God's plan is, but you might not come back. Elisha wants to follow Elijah guys, but he has this bridge called family that he needs to deal with. He has this bridge called taking care of family, providing for family that he needs to deal with. He is looking back because he wants to say bye to mom and dad. Again, some of you are looking at that and you think there's nothing wrong with that. Who wouldn't say bye to mama before they left? So Elijah knows what it takes and he goes off. He says, yeah, I'm not sticking around. I'm not waiting here. Men, you have to be willing to put your hand to the plow and not look back. And I'm not saying it's easy because too often I find myself taking my hand off and looking back. It's hard to look back if you still got your hands on the plow, right? You got to take a hand off and then do that. Now, some of you guys are right now trying to put your hands out and trying to prove that, no, I can look back, but you can't look straight back unless you're really flexible. We need to burn those bridges so that it makes a return to the past impossible. Elijah is continuing on his way. Elisha is figuring out what's going to happen here. It seems that possibly Elisha has missed the opportunity. Elijah may even be thinking, you know what? That didn't work the way I thought it was. But check out what Elisha does because fellas, it's about to get real. I mean, he is about to throw a boulder in the pond to show his commitment to following God. In First 1 Kings 19.21, it says, and he returned from following him and took the yoke of oxen and sacrificed them and boiled their flesh with the yokes of the oxen and gave it to the people. I mean, we're talking some like brutal stuff, right? He's taken his 12 oxen and he's killing them. He's boiling them and he's passing out their food so that everybody can eat. And after he's done that, then he gets up and he goes after Elijah To follow him. That's what I'm talking about. That's burning bridges. As long as those oxen were alive, he had something to return to. He could always go back if it didn't work out following Elijah and go back to plowing the field. But what Elisha says here is, I am more interested in what God has for me than I am my old life. Elisha is not going back to his old life. He's going to burn that bridge and make returning impossible. That's exactly what he does so that what? So that he can move forward and follow Elijah and learn from him and step into that role. There comes a time in every man's life when he must burn a bridge or two to keep him from returning to his old ways. One of the first times we face this is when we place our faith in Jesus Christ. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says this, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old passed away. Behold, the new has come. God takes you from your old life and gives you a new life. He puts aside that old nature and gives you a new nature. The old way passes away. And the new comes. Now, fellas, here comes another one of those boulders. Some of you have refused to allow the old to pass away. You are like a dog who returns to his vomit. I know that sounds harsh, and I know I've said that before, but that's what the Bible says, is that sin is kind of like that vomit when you see a dog, and that's nasty, I mean, right? If you see a dog go back and start eating his, I mean, I remember we had a golden retriever, and we loved that dog. But man, that dog one time I looked over and it had thrown up and it went back and ate that stuff. And I was like, oh, I mean, some of you guys probably are eating like your lunch right now when you listen to this and you're like, oh man. But that's what it's like. And that's how nasty it is when we return to our sin. When we follow Christ, we cannot return to our sinful ways. Now that's the perfect game plan. Unfortunately, we do that a lot. God wants us to move on and he wants to leave the old behind. But we return to the bridge that leads us back to our old ways more than we would like to admit. We fail to live in the newness of life that God has given us through Jesus Christ. Some of you are listening to this episode and you are right now in the midst of your old ways. You have returned to them, and you are full out engaged in them because you have failed to to burn the bridge. The only way that you are ever going to move forward is to burn that bridge. I want you to consider this. Matthew chapter five, verses 29 to 30. If your right eye causes you to sin, tear it out and throw it away. What is that saying? If your right eye causes you to sin, burn the bridge. I mean, it's kind of like shady, scary, right? But what Jesus is saying is, guys, this is serious stuff. He says, for it is better that you lose one member than that your whole body be thrown into hell. If your eye is going to cause you to sin, then you've got now. (laughs) You can, instead of like plucking out your eye, getting rid of your eye, throwing it away. What we can do is we can make decisions to burn the bridges where our eyes go back and they get in the way. And that may be people we hang out with. Uh, You see that pretty girl, and instead of just going your way, you turn back and you go down another aisle that you don't even need to go in at the store because you want to get a second look. You go past that woman in your car, and, and she catches your eye, and so you turn around and make a detour so that you just happen to go past her again. Guys, those are the bridges that take us back. That is when we need to watch out because that's when our eye causes us to sin. It also says, and if your right hand causes you to sin, cut it off and throw it away. For it is better that you lose one of your members than that your whole body goes into hell. I mean, think about that. What he is saying is, guys, you need to burn those bridges. You need to get rid of those things that cause you to sin, that cause you to go back to your old life. Each one of us is going to have different struggles. Some of us will have the same struggles. We have to know what those are and be willing to burn the bridges. That's what it looks like, guys. When you need to get rid of the things that cause you to return to your sinful ways, you need to examine what bridges lead you back to your old sinful ways. And men, are you willing to remove the temptation to return by burning the bridge? As long as that bridge is there, there is a danger that you will return to your old ways, to your sinful ways. As long as it is there and you have done nothing about it, it is danger to you. But when you burn the bridge, it allows you to move forward and realize that you cannot go back. Men, that's where my wife and I find ourselves at this moment in time. We are trying to figure out what bridges do we need to burn that will allow us to move forward. It's not always easy to figure those out, but we need to understand uh, what will keep us from returning to the hurt and the pain that we have experienced. As long as those bridges exist, we are going to find ourselves back in the hurt and pain of the past. The enemy knows how to lure you back to that bridge. In this day and age with the internet, I remember one time I was in line at a Walmart and this older lady, and I mean, I'm probably in my early forties at that time. And she was standing in line to check out. And, uh, she was with a younger lady, probably her daughter or something. And, uh, she goes, the internet, it's a tool of Satan. And as a younger guy, I kind of chuckled and like, yeah, old person. Right? Okay guys, the reality is for the good things that you can do on the internet, there are far more bad things. There are far more bad things and and for instance, and someday we're gonna address this issue, but social media, I mean fellas, there are some of you that maybe your wife post a lot of selfies. And I just want to say this, if your wife is looking for uh, affirmation that she's beautiful from social media, then that's probably a good sign that you're not doing the things that you need to do and you need to step up. And how you burn that bridge of needing affirmation is you step up and you give that affirmation. Now, again, I'm not going to use all my points on that because at some point we're going to revisit that. But the enemy knows how to lure you back. And one of the greatest tools he has is the internet, especially via social media. The bridges we burn are not always bad things in life. They are often just things that keep us from following God. It can be as simple as sports. And I love sports. I, I pretty much love any kind of sport. But the problem is... If those are getting in the way of me following God, then they become a bad thing and I need to cut them out. Peter, James, and John and Andrew were fishermen and they left their nets to follow Jesus. Uh, They were like, Jesus said, follow me. And they're like, they don't even have to ask questions. I mean, they're like, bam, we're there. We're following you. There were likely times, though, along the way that they have may have felt like returning to their boats, returning to fishing when things were tough. In John chapter 21, it records a time when Peter basically is like, I'm going to return and go fishing. Peter isn't quite sure what's going on, uh, and, and so what he does is he returns to what is familiar, what is natural. When things get difficult in life, We can often return to the things that are natural, that feel good, that we know and are familiar with. And in John 21, three, it says, Simon Peter said to them, talking to some of the disciples, I am going fishing. Fellas, I don't know what's going on. I don't know what Jesus is doing, but I'm going back to what is familiar. And they're like, we will go with you. I mean, right for some of them, that was familiar territory. So they go out, they get in a boat and that night they caught nothing. I love this because it's like, is this groundhog day? Is this like deja vu, right? I mean, we've been here before. We've seen this before. So once again, Peter is having a bad day at fishing. They have caught nothing. And Jesus is standing on the shore, even though they had no idea who he was. He was just a guy standing on the shore. He calls out to them and he says, cast your nets on the right side and you will find some fish because Peter had said, we haven't caught anything. And it's funny because it says the, the one that Jesus loved and that's John. John's like, I think that's Jesus. I think that's Jesus. And so uh, they throw their nets over and they catch 153 large fish. I mean, once again, we have this massive collection of fish when they had been all night with nothing. So it's interesting. What Peter does is Peter realizes now what's going on. It's like Peter must've been just a little bit slow to understand things like compared to John. But when he recognized it, he went all in. So he had taken off his outer garment and because they were fishing and he puts it back on and he jumps in the water to be the first to get to Jesus. Now, it's kind of weird for me because usually when you go swimming, you want less clothes than more clothes, but he puts on his outer garment, he jumps in the water, and he leaves the other disciples behind to deal with the fish. Men, what are the familiar things in your life, the good things that keep you from following God? Perhaps you need to burn the bridges that lead you back to them. It's not just bad things that get in our way, is sometimes good things that keep us from following God. For some of you, you have already identified the bridges in your life that need to be burned. For others, you need to spend some time in honest evaluation of your life. And the wrestling match is this we don't want to break relationships, we don't want to alienate people, but at certain specific times in our lives, Sometimes we need to burn those bridges because they continue to take us back to the hurt and the pain and the difficult times. But most of all, what they do is they keep us from moving forward. They keep us from following God. I know in my life, in my wife's life, we have a few bridges that we need to burn and we've kept those bridges open and they continue to draw us back. I need to follow through with lighting that match and setting them on fire. Maybe that, that, that bridge is a past relationship that is holding you captive. Perhaps it's keeping you from being all in when it comes to following God. Perhaps that bridge is a sin in your life that keep that you keep returning to it. Keeps pulling you back. Remember like that magnet and it's sucking you back in and you need to Put that sin behind you. You need to break free from it, from that hold that it has on you, and burn the bridge so that you can never return to it. Men, perhaps it's that girl from the past that you keep returning to, even though you know it pulls you away from God and only causes you pain. Listen, if you're a single guy out there, I got something for you. Trust God. He's got that perfect person out there for you. You need to burn the bridges of the past and not keep returning to that understanding that God has that right woman for you. God has that perfect plan for you. And what we need to do is submit ourselves to God's plan and to God's leading. And that's when we begin to find the things that he has for us. Perhaps for you, it's a person or a job from your past that stole your joy every time you return to another, it it just takes another piece of you. You go back to that bridge and that person or that job just continues to rob you of that joy. What you are doing is you are making a choice rather than choosing joy. You're making a choice to go back instead of forward. Don't let those from your past who have caused you hurt and pain, keep a hold over you and rob you of your future. Burn the bridge and return to God, burn the bridge and move forward. And fellas, I'm talking to myself here. Burning bridges may require you to step away from social media. It may require you to build new friendships to replace the ones that you have lost. God will provide you with exactly what you need. You just need to keep looking forward. Here is the danger. When you fail to burn the bridges that need to be burned, you start looking back so much that you miss what God has placed right in front of you. God knows exactly what you need and when you need it. Burn the bridges that lead you back to your pain and trust God to deal with those who have hurt you along the way. He knows your situation. He knows what's been done and he will take care of that. Guys, this has been a challenging episode for me because it kind of like causes me to re- relive even my own personal struggles. But what I know is this, here's the danger. We begin to live life looking more in the rear view mirror than we do out the front windshield. No one would ever instruct their child to drive a car by looking in the rear view mirror. Why? Because you want to look to what's in front of you. I catch myself too often looking in the rear view mirror, thinking what could have been, what could have been different what I could have done, what they could have done. We need to stop looking into the past and stay course for the future that God has for us. I am so thankful for those who have been faithful along the way, those friends that have been faithful to me. Uh, sometimes I need to man up, though. I need to light a match and I need to burn a bridge. I need to always put my hand to the plow and look forward, and I can't let go, and I can't look back. I need to resist that rearview mirror, so that I stop looking back. In the words of the great philosopher Billy Joel, and you'll know that I often refer to him as the great philosopher just because some of the lyrics that he has in his music. And and here's a statement that he says in in his music: "The good old days weren't always good, and tomorrow ain't as bad as it seems." What happens? is we begin seeing the difficulties of today and we look back and we think, maybe it wasn't so bad back then. And all of a sudden we want to return to it. And guys, that's not the approach that we should do. Men, it's time to burn some bridges. But let me remind you that our goal is not to hurt others. Our goal is not to cause destruction when we burn those bridges. Our goal is is to keep ourselves from returning to the places, from returning to the things that cause us hurt, that cause us pain, and that keep us from following God. Men, I want you to take some time. And I want you to ask yourself, what are the things that I keep returning to that keep me from being the man God desires me to be, that keep me from following God wherever he would lead me. What are those things? And then what I want you to do is I want you to strike that match, light that match, and burn that bridge. Men, it's time to burn some bridges so that you can begin to move forward with life. Men, it's time. It's time to man up.